Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Yana No Ya. 2023 has ended, and for this episode, I suggested that we do a 2023 wrap-up episode, basically just talking about all of the 2023 media that came out and our favorites and least favorites from them all, like movies, TV shows, games, as well as our favorite things that we watched or played or whatever in 2023 in general. And then we look back on the podcast and talk about our favorite episodes, artwork, and all of that. We did have some technical difficulties trying to record this episode. It took us a few different sittings in order to finish it due to some internet problems and power outages, but we managed to get it done so in case you hear us referencing any of that in the episode or notice that we had to split up the recordings so that's what happened there but yeah if you want to skip to any certain points in the episode then we always have our timestamps in the description as well as the links to our link trees and all of our social medias and the patreon if you want to support the podcast so yeah we hope you guys enjoy it and have a happy new year your guys yeah. new year's first of all happy new year's happy happy new year everybody 2024 happy new year we originally Ooh. meant to record this at the end of 2023 but it's now 2024 hell yeah yeah but yeah how, how was your guys new year's did you do any any new year's <laughs> my new year's was good yeah <laughs> i was pretty hungover yesterday so i'm glad that we did this recording today because I, I, my brain just did not want to work. Uh, just got together with some friends, went went out around bar hopping a bit, uh, did some karaoke. What songs did you sing? Goodbye Stranger by Supertramp. Oh, I've of course you did. Do kar- <laughs> I love that song. I know it's a pretty basic karaoke song, but I did. I want. I've always wanted to do American Pie by Don McLean, and I was like killing it. I, I thought I was doing really good. Was actually. it the seven minute version? Yes, it was the seven minute <laughs> version. Yeah. I didn't know there was Imagine a shorter if version. You're like doing terrible, and everyone's just like, "Can this guy shut the fuck?" Up? No, I know. Thank Seven God, minutes. though, because like, uh, I would have, I would have just stopped doing the song if I noticed like everyone was kind of annoyed with it. I would have just been like, "I'm, I'm just gonna drop the mic now." Like it was exactly how I imagined I wanted it to be in my head. Like everybody was like singing along getting into it and like they were clapping at the end like i was i felt like a fucking star for seven minutes it was awesome so that was my the highlight of my night imagine drinking <laughs> okay you fucking teetotaler yeah. i just haven't done it in ages now dude good. that's good Hell though because yeah. that's that's one of my 2024 goals i'm not gonna commit to anything because i don't like committing to new year's resolutions because they're silly but like i think i might like try and see how long i can go i think see setting that goal you're just going to be like gasping for it like if you're just consciously like yeah i don't need it no drink, not really because be... i have drugs now <laughs> oh. <laughs> good substitute yeah <laughs> speaking of which do you want to want, do you want to know about my new years you got high and played apex i mean pretty much yeah <laughs> but, like, <laughs> i broke in the new year with some apex and other shit and i uh took dexamphetamine what um, the fuck is that they're called they're called dexies over here but basically they just like keep you awake for a long time and (laughs) i combined that with marijuana and it was a great time the day of like um like the 31st i was like up since like 9 30 a.m or something i like went through till like 8 30 or something like that at work afterwards i took it and i got home i was just so fucking awake for like ages 
and I'd like ended up staying up like 24 hours in total basically that was a memorable one holy it was also a lonely one I, I just looked it up Dexies are a fucking ADHD medication <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good for that too. Is that like Adderall? It's probably like Adderall or something like that. I worked until 8 o'clock and then we got off because the cinema closed early. Then I went home, got drunk, and watched When Harry Met Sally and I cried. That's about it. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a white woman's idea of like a lonely. At the end of like, it, all, it always gets me, man. You know what's no, coming, that's... but like. <laughs> Before we go any further, let's thank some patrons. Kath at Kath Fern Way. Thank you. For being a patron, Kath. Thank you, Kath. <laughs> Gonna say thank you, oh, Kath. Thanks, Kath. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was distracted. I was, tra- I was distracted. Thanks, <laughs> Kath. And thanks, Julia. Yeah. Moving underscore 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 pictures. Thanks, Julia. No, she's just not getting my thanks. Thank you, Sarah's popcorn chat for being yes. a patron. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. And thank you, Ardor Film. Thank uh, you, Amy. Amy. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Amy. Thanks, Lena underscore 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 Pearl. Thanks, Thanks Liam's mom. Liam's mom. Thank you to Quinn's brother Graham. Thanks, Thanks Graham. Graham. Wait, it's no longer like the Faithful Five, or what are we? The something six. Uh, sexy. Sa- sexy or sacred. sacred sexy six. sacred six. <laughs> <laughs> what we've been watching? Uh, I watched the holdovers. Yeah, like Keelan said on the last episode, it's uh, a masterpiece. Just has everything I could have wanted out of a movie. Amazing performances, really down to earth. Just a heartwarming vibe to it. And I love the characters, love the comedy. Uh, it's an instant Christmas classic. I I, lit- I seriously will probably come back to this each Christmas season. I also I rewatched it yesterday, and yeah, it holds up. I fucking adore it. It's fantastic. Nice. It is so so good. It gets yeah, the official yeah, no, no, yeah recommendation for the holdovers, and I'm assuming you give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. 5 10 out of 10, 5, for sure. whatever. I, I watched a little movie called Thanksgiving. Yeah, Eli Roth's first good movie. Um, I've seen, like, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. I've seen Hostel. I like Hostel. I think that's a pretty solid movie. Ca- Cabin Fever is not my thing. Like, the characters are far too fucking annoying. Green Inferno mm. is awful. I hate that movie. It is so shit. But it's better than Cannibal <laughs> Holocaust somehow, which is weird. Uh, but Thanksgiving is just like a... It's just a straightforward slasher. Like, it takes clear inspirations from Scream. It's kind of like Scream in that, like, you know, you can't really predict who the killer is. It, it has a lot of fun with it, and it pretty much, like, squeezes everything you can out of the concept of a thanksgiving slasher like you know we don't have thanksgiving over here but like everything in the movie that to do is just like oh yeah i know that from like movies and stuff <laughs> and the characters weren't the best but they're they're fun enough for what they are they're, you know they're, they're fine they're just there to get killed and that's kind of what you'd want in a film like thanksgiving because the gore is kind of the selling point to me because the gore is fucking it's really fucking good i i was shocked by how hard they went like there's some fucking visuals in the movie that are kind of disgusting <laughs> like it's great yeah i love that is. kind of shit and yeah. i think the most surprising thing to me is that there is one or two scenes that were actually really tense you know one was like the woman sneaking around the basement i really really love that scene that, mm. that was really fucking well done and mm-hmm. yeah um patrick dempsey was good in it uh i don't know the names of any of the rest of the actors i like the main girl i like the main guy it's very fun yeah. i enjoyed it well done eli you, you did it you had made a good movie <laughs> seven out of ten it is good i i gave it an eight out of ten I, I just thought yeah it was really really fun yeah we'll go with this one keelan's heard it uh i listened to cracker island by gorillas we their most recent album disappointing quite disappointing but not awful or anything i kind of feel like the same way i feel about it as i feel about humans honestly because i think they're both like kind of similar in how like muddled they are even though humans mm. is like way too long and cracker island is at least shorter yeah i think humans is like twice the length 
Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Like, coming after Song Machine, it's just kind of like what really happened here. Song Machine had like so much great production, like great mm. features and everything like that. And Cracker Island just like falls so short on some songs. Like, a lot of songs just sound like basic as hell. It's like fun and stuff, so I can see why people would enjoy it. But it's like, I always want something more out of Gorillaz. Like, because mm. they are such an interesting band. And I like that they have a big variety and stuff. But yeah, Cracker Island isn't their worst or anything. It's just like, fine. I enjoyed Cracker Island, the title track. That song's a fucking banger. Yeah, it is. I enjoyed Tarantula and I cannot stop fucking listening to Silent Running. I can't stop. In the last like six days alone, I've listened to it like 12 times. It's so, so good. The synth in that song is like fucking unreal. I love it. I what, what, what would be your favorite? Either Cracker Island or Skinny Ape. I really like those two. I didn't I like, like Skinny, Skinny Ape. Ape. I just thought it was annoying. <laughs> ape, 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 ape. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever use the word, like, dis- disappointing to describe a Gorillaz album anymore, like, personally, because, like, at this point in their career, by the time they'd, like, you know, taken the hiatus before fucking Humans, they've released more music since, and, you know, it has been hit and miss, but I appreciate that they're always trying something different, so, like, if something, if an album doesn't work for me, it's just like, oh, okay. I'm glad they're not, like, really stopping lately, like, I'm glad they're, like, consistently releasing stuff. It's good. Oh, yeah. And, like, it would have been hard to top Song Machine because that might be, like, my second favorite Gorillaz album at this point. <laughs> I really, really love what? that album. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. The top, the top two should always be Plastic Beach and Demon Days. Demon Days above well, Plastic Beach. Um, that's incorrect. And <laughs> Song Machine probably knocked Demon Days from the second spot. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Classic what are you, what are you talking about? Demon Days is, like, I, iconic. It's, oh. It is. It is. But I prefer Song Machine. I love Demon Days, but well, Song have Machine. Fun no, being wrong. Song Machine's really good. I watched a movie that has not left my mind since, and I'm already looking forward to rewatching it. And everybody's fucking talking about it. And that is Saltburn. This is one of those movies that, like, going in blind really is the best thing to do because that's what I did. I, I go, you go in, and I had no idea what to expect. And by the end, it's just so much to process and to kind of take in because, like. I didn't know where the movie was going that after watching it it just sticks in your head and it's like I know that going through a second time will be even better because I'll like have everything fucking filtered through or already and like I want to watch it again amazing cast like just a great cast of a ton of people and just great fucking performances an amazing soundtrack I've been listening to the soundtrack the movie looks great but mm-hmm. as of now I'm still feeling like an 8 out of 10 on it but after a rewatch it can only go up like I could see this going up to a nine maybe even a ten if I like it that much on rewatch um, which I didn't expect because I, I didn't love promising young woman like I thought it was good but this is definitely uh, Emerald's best movie uh, yeah it's there's a lot of shocking scenes like at least three scenes to where I was like kind of grossed out and cringing and they kind of each got worse and worse like by the end of it then there's like a scene I like and normally I wouldn't like that I, I'd feel like they're doing it for shock value but I don't know it's it's a hard movie to talk about in that way because I can't tell if they're being like yeah I guess trying to get buzz going which it's working you know people this is getting a lot of people talking about it but yeah just check it out going blind uh, Barry Keegan is awesome. I, I, I watched 
the Paul Verhoeven classic Showgirls for the first time and I unexpectedly genuinely kind of loved it which was shocking because I've heard nothing but like terrible things over the years like it's a constant like punchline like especially around in movies like around the time like I think there's like fucking part and scream too where like you know Ghostface is talking to Randy and he's like what's your favorite scary movie and Randy's like oh sh Showgirls absolutely terrifying I found a lot to enjoy in it and I did not expect that I thought the main character was actually fairly fucking excellently written. Her performance was kind of, it starts off very like fiery and intense and at some points you're just like, can you can you tone it down a little? But like she keeps ramping it up and by the end is just like, hell yeah, you, you go for it. You fucking go for it, hell yeah. But the story is well, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed the writing. I liked the satire of it. You know, it's criticizing, you know, that, that kind of industry like stripping and showgirl dancing or whatever and it's just kind of shining a light on it. It's just like there's kind of like fucked up things going underneath. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan's also in it who was fun because, you know, I get to tie it into Twin Peaks lore somehow in some fucking convoluted way. You know, just fucking in my head just like, oh yeah, this happened this time. And especially since the return takes place in Las Vegas. It's just like, hell yeah. It's, it's campy but I feel like like it's also sincere and that's one of its biggest strengths and that's what I appreciated the most about it. The, the camp helps in you know in tandem with the sincerity I feel. If it was all campy I probably would have been like hell yeah this is great mm -hmm. but like seeing that there's like a sincere satirical side to it it helps it go go down easier and it kind of helps to take it a bit more seriously. Unexpectedly really fucking liked it. I'm really shocked. It was probably one of the biggest surprises I've had in anything I watched last year. I'd recommend it. 8 out of 10. Do an album that we've all heard. Desire I Wanna Turn Into You by Caroline Polachek. Listen to that. Oh, have you heard Quinn? Yeah, I heard Hell it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was really good. Just doesn't come close to Pang for me because that album is very important to me. It's, it's like a lot more pop heavy than Pang, I feel like, because I think that album has like more of a cohesive like atmosphere to it. But this one is really good. Like it's good pop, so it gets a pass. Like it's it's fucking great. And her vocals mm. are just insane as always. I love her. Oh yeah. Like my god the vocals. Yeah, I loved Pretty Impossible. I loved Sunset. I loved I Believe. I like I've heard it twice now. I'll listen more and see how I feel about it after multiple listens. Yeah. And yeah, but for now it's still an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it the same score, 8 out of 10. I also really like Smoke and Billions. Those that's a, those are really good too. I watched Fair Play, which is a 2023 movie that came out. Not many people were talking about it. Like, the plot is really, really simple. It's just a really small, contained thriller kind of character drama. It's the performances are like, I mean, I can't even exaggerate. Like they are some of the best of the year that I saw. Like this alone makes me think Alden Ironreich is like one of the most underrated actors like right now, he is so fucking good in this movie. It's it's unreal. Same with the lead actress as well. The performances are just amazing. Uh, in terms of the plot, I mean, it's pretty simple. Tense, really tense, and like it just builds and builds throughout the entire movie. Character drama um, about this relationship that is kind of like falling apart. You'll just have to watch it. I don't really want to talk too much about the plot, but it's just, it's an amazing movie. I gave it a nine out of 10. And to be honest, on rewatch, it could go up to a 10. I loved it that much. I I'm confident in saying that it's like the most underrated movie of 2023. So um, I'll, I'll throw in an old album there. The second last album I listened to in 20... Oh, third last album I listened to in 2023, actually, fuck me. An album called Scream Bloody Gore by Death. They're a death 
death metal pioneers. The the album Scream Bloody Gore is like it's commonly referred to as like the first ever death metal album, but it it isn't. It's like the second, but you know it's still fucking fantastic. I I never listened to it before. I've always been meaning to listen to Death because I've heard they're like just one of the greatest metal bands of all time. So I decided to be like, hey, let's throw this on and see what it's like. And yeah, it was fucking mind blowing. It's fucking there's riffs all over this thing that just fucking melted my brain. Like the fucking <laughs> the vocal performances are fucking fantastic. I mean, I know it's screaming, it's fucking growling, but like that mm. shit's hard to do. And like what this guy is doing, it's fucking impressive. Like especially with some of the hooks on it. Oh, there's like a bit in one of the songs called Zombie Ritual where he just goes like fucking drink from the goblet, the goblet of gore, and it's like the fucking it's the heaviest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I absolutely fucking adore that. And if you're into death metal at all, any type of metal, if you're mm. open to fucking listening to screaming and just like really loud guitars and drums, then check out Death because they're fucking fantastic. I'd give it a nine out of ten for now, but I could see it easily going up to a 10 it's it's awesome it's fantastic i guess accidentally finished a game <laughs> accidentally um, you accidentally yeah, finished a game yeah i didn't he, he fell onto his controller and accidentally <laughs> yeah. hit the buttons that's exactly finished. what happens <laughs> no i just kind of like was playing casually and then i like kind of realized wait is this about to end because yeah like it, it did. I, just, I just didn't i just didn't expect it i was like damn okay um i finished cyberpunk i got kind of like a because you can get like kind of multiple endings in that game think i basically got the bad ending but like i'm not mad about it because it was actually kind of interesting and i like the way that it like what it has to say i don't know if you want like spoilers for this because it's like it, it's something mm. that can potentially happen in your game but it might not so i don't know it's up to you guys if you want me to go into spoilers or not yeah spoilers for cyberpunk the video game what basically happened was um v the main character trusted Hanako basically I I trusted Hanako I went and did the end mission basically and by the end of it she doesn't keep her end of the deal so I basically like end up in space like in orbit in like a pretty much like a mental facility and um <laughs> basically you're just kind of like going through that for ages and then eventually they do one like final like operation on you to basically what they say is like get the biochip out and save V but pretty much just ends on a cliffhanger so she goes into operating and then the game ends it's really interesting the way that it ended though because like i feel like the message of it afterwards was basically like you can't beat arasaka like they are just too powerful they will not hold up their end of the deal at all and like i i kind of like that about it like having this big evil corporation that is like like feels unbeatable it was just a really interesting ending but the game overall i i do really like it i haven't gotten like the new update that you know makes everything a lot better the style of the game and everything like the design of everything is really interesting i wish that there was more customization and shit like that i think mm. a game like this really opens itself up to that kind of stuff and it felt like it yeah. should have delivered on that front i don't know if the update changes anything with that cyberpunk is good because of the world i don't think the story is very good or unique at all i think it's a fine story for what it is however i think it might be my favorite keanu reeves performance i think he's fucking excellent in it like he genuinely, genuinely is really he, fucking he good. really really is yeah like it's huh I, I don't know if i'd call it my favorite right now or anything but like the amount of time that you like spend with him and get to know him yeah. and stuff it's like he, he just shines so much wow. he's the best character in the game like so. he, he he knows what the world is he knows how to play it and he plays it perfectly for what the game yeah. is good game um feeling like an eight out of ten many topics i have like one all right well i'll, I'll get my one out of the way just because Mickey Mouse has entered the public domain, um, which oh, means, shit. yeah, so I didn't know if that was one of your topics or any, anybody, but... I didn't um, hear about that. <laughs> the only reason I 
The only reason it's like significant at all is because it was just so random. I just saw, like now that it's public domain, already there's a horror game for Mickey Mouse announced and a horror a slasher movie for Mickey Mouse announced. Mickey Mouse, Blood and Honey. Or Blood and... I, I was about to fucking magic. say, it's like this is a new trend, yeah. But I don't know what the slasher movie is called. Um, but I know the horror. I know the horror game is called Infestation '88. Um, I haven't seen anything about them, but I just think it's it's just funny that like, why are we going straight to horror for Mickey Mouse? But it's easiest weird. to do. There was three slashers announced, and the only one that I remember the name of is Steamboat Killy. Like, <laughs> it's not the version of Mickey Mouse from Fantasia that's in public domain now. It's the one from Steamboat Willie specifically. Yeah, that old and black as, and white. Yeah. Yeah. And also went into the public domain as of yesterday it was Peter Pan and also the film The Passion of Joan of Arc. If you've never seen that movie, I guess there's no excuse now. You can find it fucking anywhere. It's great that it's in public domain. I'm so happy for it because Disney have been like a fucking bitch when it comes to like copyright shit the copyright expired like after 50 years or something which seemed no 50 years after the artist's death and then yeah, that's they, the one. disney got disney got a change to like 75 or something and then it just kept going on and on until they're just like no we, we can't fucking keep doing this so now they're gonna start losing out on some stuff in the next hundred years thank fuck let people make their shitty fucking slasher movies and get like a quick buck yeah that'll be interesting to see though what if there's anything even good that comes out of it i mean i didn't see that winnie the Pooh movie be. but i heard it was terrible so i'm kind of worried about these types of slasher movies but maybe it'll be fun maybe the game will be fun a L- little short one um i, I saw today that apparently uh, Kevin Feige has said that everything pre-MCU is now canon in the MCU. Hmm. So that includes huh. The Punisher, it includes Spider-Man, it includes Fantastic Four, and most importantly, it includes Howard the fucking Duck. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because, I mean, now they did all the multiverse yeah. shit. They brought in the different Spider-Man. So now, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. There's going to be fucking for this. plot holes galore. It feels a bit desperate well, now, considering how shittily, like, mcu movies have done this year apart from guardians 3 i did hear that they're like slowing down though apparently i'll like, believe um, it when i see it I- i'm pretty <laughs> sure that what i think i've like read this somewhere it could be like totally bullshit but like they said that maybe there's like gonna be no marvel movies in 2024 they need to have a higher standard get better writers trust directors i guess like fucking do something fucking weird and wacky stop fucking making everything so insular I saw a couple of clips of Iron Man 2 on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, wow, I thought I hated this movie, but it was, like, all Sam Rockwell stuff, and mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell is great, and it was just like, but there's, like, yeah. so much personality to them, it's just like, wow, it feels like there's an actual voice behind, like, what's going on visually and in the writing. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. that movie, but, like, it's just a breath of fresh air considering it's the same fucking studio that brought us Quantumania. No, I'm telling you, when you look back, when I look back at those old Marvel movies, even the ones I didn't like, like, Thor 1 is pretty bland, but, like, when I go back and look at it, I'm like, this feels like a real movie. The cinematic universe thing was fun at first, but now it's just becoming too homogenized that it's just like, can you just do something different, no, it's, please? It's can you go back a... to standalone stories? It's just that they got excited too quick and, like, didn't know how to pump the fucking brakes, honestly. I feel like it's more to do with they didn't have a fucking clue what to do after Endgame. Now they're even in more of a mess because of the whole Jonathan Majors stuff. That was so my other mini topic. Kang. Oh, oops. Well, that's a good <laughs> segue, go. though, right? He's apparently, like, gone for good now, so... I've, I've seen... I rumor that they've already cast... 
the next Kang. Um, it's Coleman Domingo. He he was in If Beale Street Could Talk. He was in Candyman, which I really fucking oh, loved. Oh yeah, oh, that guy. okay. He, he, that he, guy. Um, no, not not the Candyman. That's Tony Todd. Like the he no, played no, no, like no. a. I know you mean the Beale Street guy. <laughs> I mean I haven't seen Candyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was also in Zola, which I thought he was great in. But he is I, a very fucking good actor from what I've seen of him. He's really good in Euphoria. So I think he could do a good job at it if they actually you know do something interesting from now on i had a last little mini topic but it's like you know something we've brought up way too many times on here but rest in peace to lee sun kyun and um tom wilkinson oh oh yeah oh jesus yeah apparently he like left a note that was akin to suicide like a suicide note got in his car and yeah did that whole thing it's just so sad and he was like 48 like I don't know Man. what was getting him down, but that's really fucking sad. Not to get gossipy about it, but like I heard something even more fucked up, which is to do with apparently his su- he did it because North Korea, not North Korea, South Korea has like very very strict drug laws, and apparently he was like tricked into taking a drug like at a party or something, and like mm-hmm. he could have he could have like been seeing life in prison basically, which yeah, is really I, I heard fucking about this too. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's fucked up, you know, the fact that they had to... It's it just horrible. came to that. Yeah, so the main topic, it's going to be a looser topic. It's what I suggested. I mean, it's what we did last year. Just a 2023 wrap-up. I wanted us to talk about just the whole year in general, basically, like, looking at all the different forms of media that we liked, our favorite movies, least favorite movies, shows, music, games, anything 2023. And then also talking about just in general, like our favorite things we discovered, even if it wasn't a 2023 release. And then we'll, you know, look back on the podcast for a bit too at the end. Might as well just jump into what we thought the best movies of the year were. I really was tempted to rank it, but these are really close for me. But yeah, best what I thought the best movies were, uh, The Holdovers, obviously. I can at least say that is my favorite movie of the year. But coming in close, I have Bo is Afraid. That that was Ooh. my favorite movie of the year. I loved Bo is Afraid. I mean, I, I knew I would love it. Such a unique, crazy movie. I can't re- wait to rewatch it. And uh, Oppenheimer, of course. Uh, I had to throw Air in. I loved Ben Affleck's movie Air. Saw that twice. Really fun movie. It's just a good old dad movie but yeah infinity pool uh can't forget that i think that came out like early this year or last year i guess now it's a weird one but i mean if you've seen possessor you kind of know what to expect so yeah it's good i threw guardians of the galaxy 3 in there it's the only superhero movie of that year that i actually liked so good killers of the flower moon of course salt burn like i mentioned john wick 4 fucking awesome oh yeah uh, I've still got a few left. There was a lot of best movies. Like, I really tried to limit, like, but I I just thought these were the best. Boy and the Heron, I didn't even talk about that, but I went and saw Boy and the Heron. It was great. I, I thought it was great. The voice acting, especially. Did you see the dub? Yeah, I did see the dubbed. I, I specifically wanted to see the dub because I heard about how unrecognizable Robert Pattinson's voice was, and they were totally right. Like, this, it is insane. The fact that, like, I, never is there a second to where you, even I was trying to hear Robert Pattinson's voice. I was making myself imagine it, and I still couldn't imagine that was him. So Did you know I, who he played, nuts. or were you just guessing? <laughs> no, he played the the Heron. Dude, it's it's insane. Like, it's just the weirdest. It's such a unique voice performance, and, like, the fact that it came from him is even crazier. Really quick, okay, Knock at the Cabin. I, I threw that in there, because why not? Uh, good movie. Yeah, Napoleon, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Fair Play, like I mentioned. 
uh, Megan, gotta throw Megan in there, and uh, <laughs> and movie. then Skin, yeah, and then Skinamarink, because that technically came out this year. It depends on where you look, but I mean, I consider it a 2023 movie. There's still like so much I have to see. Like I, I know I love Poor Things. That's probably going to be my favorite movie of the year. I no doubt. I love Yorgos Lanthimos's films. It is going to hit for me. I'm so positive. <laughs> uh, Boy and the Heron, obviously Ferrari stuff like that. Very mm-hmm. excited to see all those. I'm, I'm just going to rattle off like my eight out of tens. Let's say mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's I what I ranked. did. All mine were eight or higher. <laughs> like none of mine were lower than eight. So. Yeah, like I have yeah. them ranked as well. So I'll do them from worst to best, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have May December. Really, really love that movie. That was a great, great movie. Bo was Afraid, yeah, is on your list as well. It's very, it's an interesting movie. I, I kind of, it's, I think about it a lot. For, yeah. I, I don't completely love it, but it's, it is a movie I think about a lot. And I think if it was just the first hour, it'd probably be my favorite movie of the year because the first <laughs> hour is absolutely perfect. It is it brilliant, is. but it just kind of falls apart in the second half for me. Let's say the third act is pretty good. I like the third act. And there's Reality. I really like that one. That was a mm. tense little movie. I really like how it was done. It was very stylistic. I like that one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. That was fucking badass. I love that movie. I did not expect to love it as much as I did, but it, it's genuinely really fun, really creative, really funny. I liked it. Really liked that one a lot. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Really liked that movie. Fucking Rachel McAdams is great in it. Benny Safdie, fucking Kathy Bates. Some great <laughs> acting there, and it's just like a great story in, in general. I love the character of Margaret. I I think she's like really wonderful. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Dudes rock. Love that movie. <laughs> then we got Talk To Me. Talk To Me was great. Really liked Talk To Me. Uh, Bottoms. I thought that was very funny. Really liked that one. Saw X. It's not. It didn't crack my top 10, unfortunately, but <laughs> it's at 11. It's at 11. It gave me yeah. everything that I could have wanted from it, and I'm so happy it exists, and I cannot wait for Saw 11. In number 10, I have another movie that's actually a 10th sequel in the franchise called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? It's another what? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, really fucking great movie. Yeah. It is, by a country mile, the best MCU movie, in my opinion. Hot damn. That's a take. I Liam, mean, back me up here. I don't blame no, you. I mean it's. I don't blame you. It's not. I mean that's not a bad take. It's just wow. I have Blackberry. I fucking love that movie, man. It was so fucking fantastic. Um, you oh, know, 2020, 2023 was kind of the year of like the corporate biopic bi- bi- or whatever. Yeah. But it's probably the best one. I haven't seen them all, but could guarantee you that Blackberry is probably the best one. Um, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of Matt Johnson's work. I really love his show, Nirvana, the band, the show. He fucking nailed it here as a director and as an actor. He was fucking great in it. Glenn Howerton's probably one of my favorite performances of the year. He is, like, so good in it. I wouldn't say he's unrecognizable or anything, but he puts so much energy and passion into the role that I just, I fell in love with it. And then number eight, we have John Wick Chapter 4. You know, what's more is there to say? It's fucking great. It's one of yeah. the best action movies of the past decade, probably. Um, number seven, Barbie. We can skip right over that. Number six, Spider-Man <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yes, love it, love it. Um, it kind of went down the more I thought about it, but I'm just waiting for that second one. I got it on 4K recently, so I'm going to give it a rewatch mm. soon enough and see, is it a nine, is it a ten? Number five for me is a movie that I don't think anyone has heard of except for me and a few of my friends, which is called I Like Movies. I've heard of that. Because of me, have you? Is that it? No. Or did you find out? Okay, that's good. That's fantastic. People need to know about it. It's a really fucking great movie. 
I think it's by a first-time director. Um, was it? Yeah, Chandler Levac. And oh, she I've heard fucking... of it actually. I, I I have seen the trailer. I totally forgot about it till now. Yeah. Watch I'll it. Have to watch it, it is. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, you know, it's about you know a kid that loves movies and like cinephiles kind of. They're like, oh yeah, he's literally me. This is me. But like, I find the story and the characters very interesting, and especially where it goes in the third act. It's well judged, is what I'd say. I think I said that in my review. I thought I said like whatever happens in the third act it's very well judged and it's very well executed and i loved it it's definitely one of my favorites of the year and it's probably destined to like be the most underrated film of the year i think i think it's fantastic number four big Marty with killers of the flower moon yeah. gets better the more i think about it i really want to rewatch it despite it being three and a half hours long number three sanctuary we're getting into the tens now i have three ten out of tens yeah sanctuary nice. i fucking loved it i rewatched it again yesterday as well along with the holdovers and it holds mm-hmm. up for me. Really, really fun movie. Really great dynamic between Marga Quali and fucking Chris Rabbit. Number two, Oppenheimer. Everyone knows. Everyone's seen it. Great. Great fucking movie. And I agree with Quinn. Number one movie of the year, The Holdovers. Just yeah. perfect. Perfect <laughs> fucking movie. I'll just name them off. Like, I, I really don't have much. I watched 14 2023 movies. Fucking Killers of the Flower Moon. Good shit. Didn't love it, but it was good. <laughs> um, the Flash I liked but god knows why um <laughs> knock at the cabin across the spider-verse guardians of the galaxy 3 john wick 4 oppenheimer and Bo is afraid Bo is afraid would still be my number one whoa even over oppenheimer yeah and that's in your top three nolans now that's crazy least favorite movies of 2023 Okay. Uh, who who would like to start with that? I'll, yeah. I'll get it rolling. I'll just name off a few. I mean, I suppose we could conclude, like, disappointing in this as well. Well, I, I suppose the only film that really disappointed... Well, just two disappointments this year, actually. Um, Asteroid City was a bit of a disappointment. I liked it, but I'd say it was a little disappointing from, you know, what I would expect from Wes I, I've been seeing that be put on, like, people's lists as, like, the number one worst, like, so often lately. <laughs> It's not that bad. It's just, there's just something missing from it that, you know, other Mm. Wes Anderson films give me that Asteroid City just doesn't. The biggest disappointment of the year for me was The Killer, the new David Fincher movie. I I really wish I liked it more. I'm I'm glad people seem to be generally liking it, but just wasn't enough for me, I suppose. And in terms of actual worst, like the worst pieces of shit of the year, I'll do do the top 10 worst. Why not? Number 10, we've Cocaine Bear. Wow, that's 10? Oh, I'd hate to see the other nine. (laughs) Holy shit. If that's 10. Oh, that was <laughs> awful. That was like such fucking garbage. Uh, number yeah. nine, we got we got the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh my yep, god. It's a piece of what, shit. What a wow. fucking piece of shit. What, what a hateful fucking movie. I hate, oh, hate it so much. <laughs> uh, then Shazam Fury of the Gods at number eight. What a mm. fucking colossal disaster. I think I've literally hate. just given up on DC <laughs> at this point. I haven't watched their last three movies. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you might like Blue Beetle. A lot of people liked Blue Beetle. I don't know what didn't do it for me. I guess me, it's just but... knowing that like it's leading to, you know, the end of it to kind nothing, of now. It's or, like, what's yeah. the point, you know? Blue Beetle is one of few movies where I've just watched half of it and stopped. Like, I usually like finishing a oh. movie, but <laughs> Blue Beetle, I watched half of it and I was like, it's not, it wasn't bad. It was just like, I've seen this before. I don't need to finish exactly. this. So I, I just exactly. stopped. Number yeah. seven, we got Five Nights at Freddy's, the biggest hit movie of the year. Probably an alright entry-level horror movie, but it's a piece of shit. And number six, we have Fool's Paradise, the director, directorial debut from Charlie Day.
day. It was insufferable. Can't believe it was <laughs> as bad as it was. It was awful. Charlie Day was good in it. That's about the best thing I can say about it. Like, but he doesn't speak a single line of dialogue. So, you know, he's mm. just doing like a Charlie <laughs> Chaplin thing. It can be amusing at times, but it was mostly insufferable. Uh, mm. Number five, um, The Flash. Less yeah, said about that, on, the yeah. better. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. It is so shit. The most recent entry, uh, number four, we've got Saltburn. I really fucking hated it. <laughs> I despised it. I don't know what people see in it. Sorry, Quinn. I know you like it no a lot. No comment. But... I don't know. I mean, it's it definitely, I can see how it's not for everybody. I mean, it's just, I don't know why I liked it so much, to be honest. I'm surprised I did. It's not but... weird enough. That was one of my biggest issues with it. Oh, really? It thinks it's weird, but it's just like, oh, this is tame shit. Like, what the, oh, he slurps cum. Whatever. Fucking big uh... deal. <laughs> I thought I thought the ending scene, which I, we don't have to spoil it, obviously, but like I'll just say the graveyard scene. I, that to me was like that. That was pushing it for me, even me. And I've seen a Serbian film. Like I'm like this is like, kind of gross. That was like one of three times in the movie where I where I laughed. I was like uncomfortable, but I was like, damn, they're really going there. Okay, they should have went further. That's my expert opinion. <sighs> anyway, the number oh. three worst we got after everything. That's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the it's fun though I liked watching it dog shit but you know me and Liam's tradition is over end of an era <laughs> so sad no, we'll watch the prequels yes the prequels. prequels sorry fuck yeah we're so back we are so back number two worst uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania piece of shit everyone hates it I'm glad they do it's awful very bad the fucking nail in yeah. the coffin for the MCU pretty much because like what <laughs> what the fuck else are they gonna do now Echo is out on Friday I think it, that could be good but otherwise I don't know and then yeah number one movie of the year yeah, the, the best movie of the year, Ghosted, starring Anna Diarmas and Chris Evans. That was an absolute pile of dog shit. I don't know why I watched it. There was a Ryan Reynolds cameo, that's all you need to know. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> I, I screamed when he fucking popped up. It was like a jump scare. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel bad about spoiling the shit, but there's like three cameos back to back. I think it's like, oh, four cameos. Ryan Reynolds, Anthony Mackie, John Cho, and Sebastian Stan. They all just like pop up. <laughs> Like, one after another. Just MCU like a, cameos. Yeah, and then John Cho is in there for some reason. Oh. I like John Cho, but... <laughs> It'll be forgotten about. And it's directed by Dexter Fletcher, which, fuck, which fucking shocked me. Because, like, I really love Rocket Man. And Eddie, Eddie the Eagle is, like, really fun as well. Yeah, I'll get through mine. Uh, I didn't rank these, but I'll just name them. Least favorites to my worst. Uh, that totally killer movie that came out on, like, Amazon Prime. It's basically, it's just like those movies, like, Freaky and uh, Happy Death Day. It's where they take, like, an old classic movie's gimmick and then turn it into a slasher movie. I kind of hate that trend. And they did it with Back to the Future for this one. I just thought it was kind of cringe, honestly. The Boogeyman, I thought that was just totally forgettable, like the most forgettable horror movie. It could have been good, but it's just it so been fucking, good. it's so fucking boring. Nothing Yeah, happens. there's just not much to it. I feel like it's, because it was based off a short story that Stephen King did, so like, I feel like there just wasn't enough there to make a feature-length movie. Then also there's Something Wrong with the Children, which was a horror movie, I guess like psychological horror, that not a lot of people saw. I, I didn't like it that much. The Meg 2, obviously. No! Not good movie. I mean, it's it's not, like, terrible. I just, I did not have fun with it. And I was actually, like, falling asleep in the theater. Until the end, because then the end gets crazy. And then Scream 6, that might as well be just a disappointing movie, because I really wanted to like it more, obviously. Same with Evil Dead Rise. Really wanted to like it. It just did not work for me. The Flash, Blue Beetle, Ant-Man 3, and Shazam 2. So I stuck all the superhero movies together. Just none of them. Yeah, like, like, I don't even know what was a good superhero. 
superhero movie last year besides Cross Spider Verse? Maybe that could have been like Guardians. a good one. Oh yeah, and Guardians Three. Yeah. Why do I keep forgetting about that? Because that was like actually really good. That felt like an actual movie rather than just like a clusterfuck yeah, of nonsense. I I think that's why I forgot it was a superhero movie. And then three more. These are like my bottom three worst movies of the year for me. Barbie. I'll probably be <laughs> the only person in the world that has that that low. Cocaine Bear as well obviously and the exorcist believer because it sucked so that's the worst movies for me i don't think i had that many like that were different from you guys really a aside from mm. no one will save you and that harold fry movie <laughs> <laughs> i think you're the only person yeah probably yeah. like on instagram for sure that had even seen that movie it's very possible. <laughs> no, that's fine because the the next kind of thing I want to move on to um, was movies that we missed out on. Mine's going to be a long list. I have I have a lot that I still even need to see. Oh, while we're here, um, I'll, I'm going to add something to my best list. I watched Infinity Pool. It was fucking awesome. That's on, that's on my oh, best hell list. Oh hell yeah! I also watched The Iron Claw, which made it into my top five easily. Like that movie was amazing. Yeah, I, I can go. I have like a list of like shit I still need to see anyway poor things i'm seeing that on saturday that'd probably be in my best list uh past lives hundreds of beavers humanist vampire seeking consent consenting suicidal person i really want to see that i've heard that's fantastic then there's stuff like fucking fair play which was on quinn's list all of us strangers perfect days the beast the contestant uh rotting in the sun air i still want to see anatomy of a fall godzilla minus one napoleon hitman the um richard linklater film Cade the Tortured Crossing, the new Neil Breen film. Oh, also the zone, <laughs> the zone of interest. The zone of interest. I'm really fucking looking forward to that. I guess for me, the killer, obviously. But I mean, <laughs> everyone hates it, so yeah. I'm not expecting much. No, not everyone. <laughs> I'm the only person who thinks it's mid. You're literally not at all. Past lives, Boy in the Heron, mm -hmm. Poor Things. Oh shit! I forgot about Boy in the Heron. Uh, Leave the World Behind. I want to see May December. The Holdovers. So many. Infinity Pool, Godzilla Minus One, The Creator, fucking Iron Claw, <laughs> Maestro, Dream Scenario, mm. uh, Blackberry. Yeah, there's just a lot. Past Lives, for sure. Poor Things, Godzilla Minus One, uh, Blackberry, Dream Scenario, and Maestro. We could move on to, uh, it'd be the last movie thing, which would be, yeah, just in general, like, doesn't have to be a 2023 release, but, like, any favorite first-time watches this doesn't include like podcast watches i just kept that separate like a lot of the films that have been recommended the past couple of months have been fantastic and it's look to put all the fucking scorsese movies i watched in this list it'd be just all scorsese pretty much <laughs> you know yeah i haven't given it a perfect rating yet but i think lake mungo is the one that i watched this year that's probably going to stick with me the most Yes. Like I really want to re I genuinely have not stopped thinking about it. I'm constantly listening to the listening to the fucking soundtrack, <laughs> even though you can only find it on fucking YouTube. But that movie really fucking left America me. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. Others as well. Uh, the Kid Detective. I surprisingly fucking adored. I thought that movie was fantastic. It hit every right beat for me. Really, I loved it. Uh, the Fablemans. Thought that was fucking fantastic. That's like the year before. It's still. It's probably the most recent movie there. Oh, apart from um, the Quiet girl as well that i love that movie that was just doing catch up on like 2022 shit when i like early last year gummo the abyss sympathy for mr vengeance the exorcist 3 the philadelphia story daisies to live and die in la and probably the three best movies i watched this year overall are serial mom the john waters movie i thought that was hysterical i fucking <laughs> loved it uh the graduate I finally got around to watching that that is 
that holds up you know everyone sings its praises it's fucking fantastic i can't think of a single bad thing no that's not true they played the simon garfunkel songs but <laughs> that's the only flaw overall probably my favorite first time watch of the year like in terms of quality and what it offered for me uh dawn of the dead uh george a romero's fucking classic oh. i thought it was phenomenal not the Zack snyder one. Hey, you got my hopes up for a split <laughs> second i was like what oh and then i remembered like no he was not happy about that movie the the original is just timeless it's fucking it's awesome but these are all yeah first time watches that pretty much became like instant favorites pretty much almost the whole rocky franchise right off the bat i watched Fuck like, the yeah. whole rocky. i just i love those movies rocky 5 is the only kind of rough one i don't hate it but i i just it's not it's you know the black sheep I, p- I probably put Rocky 2 on my list as well. I forgot about that. Oh, nice. I forgot, about, nice. forgot that I watched them all early this year as well, but Rocky 2 is probably my favorite sequel. Black Orpheus, uh, I saw that. That is... N- I didn't really know much about it. Um, it's an older movie from like the 70s or 60s or 70s, I think. Uh, and that was really good. Uh, Demolition with Jake Gyllenhaal, I really loved that. Amadeus, I loved it. Uh, the Humans... I, I with Steven Young and uh, I don't know it's a whole cast but I really really liked the humans like I actually gave it like five stars it's fucking awesome Close Encounters of a Third Kind this movie with William H Macy that I feel like not a lot of people have seen but it's called Edmund I watched that that movie is it's it's just like a dark humor dark psychological thriller if I had to describe it it's like American Psycho meets After Hours. A little bit. A little bit of American Psycho, but very much After Hours. It's easy to compare stuff to After Hours, but I'm like, legit, like, this is... Uh, you guys have to fucking watch this movie. It's just, it's really uh, something special. This movie from Brian De Palma called Hi Mom with Robert De Niro. It's one of his earlier movies, and it was also another really dark but hilarious movie. Probably my favorite, Brian De Palma, which says a lot. Really? Yeah, even more than like Carrie, and I need to rewatch Blowout, but I love Carrie. And I fucking love Blowout. Five Easy Pieces, which is like a Jack Nicholson movie from the 70s. I loved that. Uh, Lady Vengeance from Park Chan Wook. Really am glad that I loved it as much as I did. A few more, and they're all from uh, Wong Kar Wai. I watched Fallen Angels, Chunking Express, and In the Mood for Love, and I gave them all five stars. I have like not that many, but I can. I don't think I'll like separate them by whether they were watched for the podcast or not because there's not that many regardless. Lump these three together. Uh, Stoker, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and Lady Vengeance. All great. The Fisher King I really liked. It's a really, really mm. good movie. It's really like out there and it was a bit much on first watch. I want to rewatch it again and see how I feel, but I, I think it could like become a favorite in the future, honestly. It's really, really unique mm. and interesting. Creepshow was a lot of fun. Uh, Jane Eyre I liked a lot too. Phantom Thread. The Happening was awesome. Hell yeah, Hell yeah. it was. Uh, the Naked Gun. That was that was a good one. Uh, the remake of Last House on the Left, not the original. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I did I, like I, that I, one quite a bit. Joint Security Area. Uh, oh shit, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That <laughs> yeah, was fucking dude. awesome. That was a great movie. Children Who Chase Lost Voices I really liked. Return to Oz. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I guess we could put Fateful Findings in there, why not? Fuck yes, we can, dude. <laughs> what about I Am Here Now? <laughs> Not as good, but... Oh, bro, come on. It wasn't come as on, good. Fateful Fighting's just was... That was something else. <laughs> You're a hater, man. You're a fucking hater. I thought I knew you. No, remember all the laptops? Like, come on. 
Yeah, but remember Jesus? Remember Neil Breen Jesus? <laughs> He's more of an alien. Uh, 12 Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon. Those were bangers. It Man 2 was fun. <laughs> that Oh, that's true. That was a, was a really movie. fun movie. It was actually fun, yeah. yeah. Definitely flawed, and my god, that... What's his name? Twister? Oh my god. Twister! <laughs> With that mass- it was a massive improvement on the first, honestly. Yeah. In like almost every way. Shockingly. Just embrace <laughs> yeah. the silliness. It was good. Uh, also, Army of Darkness was good. Didn't love mm, it. It's nice. my least favorite in the trilogy, but it was still like, really fun. Yeah, move on, move on. <laughs> uh, not American movie. Uh... <laughs> You should fucking get off this podcast Morsica, right fucking Valley now. Valley of the Winds, The Wind Rises, <laughs> Princess Mononoke, Lost in Translation, Pulse, King of Comedy, After Hours, Bringing Out the Dead, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, and Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm done. <laughs> yes! And the, Best movie Muppets. of the year. It's the last yeah. movie I watched last year, so <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, next, I thought we could move on to TV, because it's similar, you know, oh, to fuck. movies. Move on to... Oh, lovely. <laughs> Move on to- I didn't watch a whole lot of, of TV, but I mean, I've got a little list. You don't have to have finished the entire, like, season or series. I'm, I mean, if you don't want to- Yeah, this is all gonna can, be stuff that I've started and not continued. Yeah. <laughs> so. The three I finished were Rewatch Fleabag, one of my favorite shows ever, love it. And the two I finished were Gen V and Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which I liked very much. They were both very good shows. I thought they were both fun. I think the most TV watching I've done this year was just watching House, which I was fucking going wild on for a while and <laughs> i just stopped halfway through season two like it's a it's a cute little show it's it's fun it, it gets it gets a bit old after a while oh shit no sorry four four shows the best show i watched overall this year the beatles get back that was fucking phenomenal. oh yeah that was a i show. love that i forget that that's a show i mean it, it just feels like one long movie kind of you know as a beatles fan it gave me everything i wanted uh in terms of stuff i started but didn't finish i started watching the curse i fucking loved it i'm like seven or eight episodes behind but the first two episodes were fucking phenomenal and i can't wait to see more of it uh sopranos which i'm like off and on with even though it's like one of the fucking greatest things i've ever seen pretty much <laughs> <laughs> like every episode is just like this is fucking awesome and then it's just like oh i don't watch it for like months and then mm -hmm. i watch another other episodes like this fucking rocks <laughs> yellow jackets is also pretty good i'm yeah slowly working my way through that um i oh yeah i, I started watching a couple of, i started watching snuffbox with liam which is fun really funny show mm. we started watching jam together that's watched what that's one of the fucking weirdest fucking things i've ever seen i <laughs> love it so much yeah i can get behind that caterick we which we watched the first couple of episodes of that was very fun i'll just get through the ones that i like started mm -hmm. didn't continue but i do want to uh mm -hmm. fargo i started that was like really really good for a while nice. and i really want to get back on it i started this show called the foreigners that was interesting i watched like two episodes and now i don't know if i want to go back or not i don't know never heard of it neither have i well the reason i watched it was because um krista kasonen's in it and we were gonna have her on the podcast yeah yeah i remember uh i mean there's still a chance i think that's dead and buried honestly uh, <laughs> i don't know but we'll see also started true detective which was really good for a while and oh hell I yeah i really want to go back to that i'm yeah. loving mcconaughey's character he, he makes the show for me that that character alone just makes the show yeah well that season uh i also started escape at danamora which was pretty interesting but i think i only watched like one episode of that servant really good oh yeah still yeah. need to continue that uh also the outsider which is like a show like a mini series show i think it's based on a stephen king novel yeah and it's got mm -hmm. jason bateman uh 
couple of other people. It's really interesting so far, but it's like kind of, uh, it feels like it's just edging me for ages. <laughs> like, it's like, get to the point, like, get to uh. this twist, because it's like, it's really dragging it out so far. I'll just rush through these as well. I started The Bear, Atlanta, The Sopranos, Beef. I like almost finished Nathan for you when I was in um, Tokyo with Julia. We watched a lot of mm. that. <laughs> and it got a lot better as it went. I think the first season was just like really rough for me trying to get used to Nathan's quirks and shit. But like, I think once you get yeah. used to it and he, he starts <laughs> toning it down a little bit towards the later seasons. Like, so yeah, I like that. Did you watch the rehearsal this year? Last year, sorry. That's a good point. I did. The rehearsal was great. I like it more than Nathan for you, definitely. It's still imperfect for me. I think I gave it like an 8 out of 10 as a season overall, but it had some like fucking amazing moments that I loved. There's also like one little thing. I'll just I'll just finish it off with this, but I did watch in a series, three seasons, and it was uh, Heathrow, Britain's busiest airport. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I was just watching. It's literally just watching people <laughs> operate an airport. Sopranos, fuck no! I want to learn. <laughs> I want to learn. I, I want to know no the inner workings of Heathrow Airport. <laughs> Probably my favorite show of last year, and honestly, like what became one of my favorite shows in general. But Beef, everybody all around was amazing. It made me love Steven Yeun even more. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was like unpredictable. Another show I also watched season. For, I finished Servant because the, the final oh. season of Servant came out oh, yeah, last yeah. year. It's sad that it's over, but I mean, it ha I'm glad they didn't draw it out too long because um, you can only do so much with this premise, honestly. Even though the show gets crazier and crazier and kind of strains credibility like as you go along, gets more and more, I, I, I almost want to say supernatural. That's not spoiling anything because it's Shyamalan, but like it's still a great show, great ending. Um, I was happy with it. Barry season four. All Barry was another show that ended last year. Uh, also a great ending to a great show. Barry definitely became one of my favorite shows. Hilarious, dark humor, action, whatever you want to call it. And uh, another show, it didn't end, I guess, but it was like the most recent season that I watched. But um, Black Mirror season six, by far the most like divisive season so far. I saw a lot of people saying like, what happened to this show? This isn't Black Mirror. Some of the episodes, I do agree with them. Like there, there are episodes that stick out like a sore thumb. And it's like, this is not, this is not really Black Mirror. They're really, this belongs in like another anthology show. What was it called? Beyond the Sea uh, with Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett. Fucking loved that yeah. episode. I binged the shit out of this. It came out last year. By far the most underrated show, I will say underrated because like I don't see hardly anybody else talking about it. Pretty much, it's like a reality TV slash like, I want to say prank show, but it's called Jury Duty and it's got um, James Marsden. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was the biggest surprise ever. Like I start, I don't even know why I started the first episode. I thought it was gonna be dumb. It's got so much heart. It's got so much comedy, and it's uh, basically really quick. The premise is like the entire. So it's a jury for uh, like a you know, a court proceeding or whatever. Every member of the jury is a paid actor. They're actors, but they're not like super well-known besides James Marsden. He's the only <laughs> famous one in there. They're, but they have one random guy that actually got selected for jury duty. And he has no idea that everyone around him is an actor, <laughs> including James. He only recognizes James Marsden, but even him, he's like, do I reckon, like I might've seen something you were in. Like he didn't really know him that well. It, the show gets kind of crazier and crazier. Just like the ridiculous stuff that happens with this court case and like all the stuff they have to go through 
and they just like keep this guy thinking that this is a real thing and it's just at the end it just like that's gotta fuck with your head so much but it was so hilarious it was so well done so yeah definitely check that out it's like a quick easy watch it's like super quick still 2023 releases but this is a disappointing show actually i didn't finish it but swarm there's this show called swarm on amazon prime uh created oh, by, yeah yeah created by danny glover which got me excited um and it kind of has it's like atlanta vibes did you mean donald glover donald glover yeah donald glover <laughs> did you say Damn danny it. yeah he said i said danny, danny. <laughs> i said danny uh, it's just i didn't finish it yet uh it was i feel like it was trying a little too hard to be edgy and quirky and like kind of weird um and it's just the main protagonist she's not really a likable character at all so i was i just couldn't get into it and it was really disappointing um i don't know if i'll ever finish it like honorable mention it was a good show i didn't love it like those other shows i said but um the last of us season one i thought i didn't i didn't like love it but i thought it was pretty good okay i started severance that is really really good so far I need to finish it. And Invincible started that too. I still need to finish it. I really want to watch that. I started Chainsaw Man, that anime show uh, last year. That was actually like really good, but I I need to pick it back up. I also binge watched some House, just like Keelan, randomly. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a great show. Like it's just like, I only watch it for- When it hits, it hits. When it hits, it hits. When it hits, When it's good, it's good. But when it's like- yeah, but um, some episodes are just kind of dumb, you know, but I, I still only watch it for Hugh Laurie. Like, he carries the show. If, it, if you didn't have him as the main guy, I don't think I would even care about the show. Last show I definitely want to mention, I finished Better Call Saul with Kath. Um, we tried to watch episodes like, you know, when she would visit, then we'd watch through a lot of episodes like in Arizona. We watched through a lot and it was fun. Obviously, I mean, I'm not even going to bring up Breaking Bad because I hate comparing them. It's a great show on its own. At a certain point, it just comes into its own without the Breaking Bad. It does. You know, <clears throat> without the Breaking Bad connection, it yeah. just becomes its own fucking character drama and it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, pr- it's tied for like my favorite show of all time. Really? I, I love Vertical Assault. Yeah. You guys will probably have a lot for these categories, I'm guessing, but albums, talking about music, can start off if we want just talking about 2023 releases. You can start with my little start with worst. Best. Oh, worst? Sure. I only have the one. Zig by Poppy. I fucking <laughs> oh, hated no. it. It was awful. It's awful? I hated it. It was so fucking bland and boring and the fucking lyrics were cringe as shit I'm gonna to it. <sighs> and it's just I love it. oh I, I i could not get behind it it was just very fucking mid i like a lot of poppy's albums there this is the first that i've just been like no this isn't fucking it man. this is fucking <laughs> awful i will say it's her weakest it's her weakest i'll agree on that by a fucking landslide holy shit <laughs> <laughs> um i there weren't even any tracks that I thought were like, eh, that's all right. Like if I, like in my music board review, I put like The Attic as my favorite track if I had to pick one. It, it just, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't like it. The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monae, really didn't like that at all. Very cringe. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, awful. Mm. Fucking terrible album. I'm ashamed that my best friend likes it. I thought it was very fun. I, li- I liked it a lot. I thought it was it's good. It's not fun, it's terrible. It's so generic and so basic. She She's doing what Avril Lavigne did 20 years ago, and she's doing yeah, it very, and very, very well. Yeah, That's what I appreciate about it. <laughs> but I... I, I like pop I like pop punk in general and I think she did a very good job at making very bubblegummy very catchy 
um, pop punk. Another one would be A Kiss for the Whole World by Enter Shikari. That was fucking abysmal. Terrible album. Don't listen to Enter Shikari. I've heard all their albums. They can't make music. They're terrible. <laughs> Don't Get Too Close by Skrillex. Unlistenable. It was just so fucking bad. I didn't like Red Moon in Venus by Caliuchis. I wouldn't really mind if anyone else liked it that much because, you know, she is popular. She has an audience, but that one was just so weak compared to her other stuff. I didn't like The Art of Forgetting by Caroline Rose, which was quite a surprise for me because I've loved her first two albums, but this one just didn't really have anything that I took away. Uh, Exit Simulation by Nicey Blues. I, I think I heard about it through like Pitchfork posting about it or something, and that's what I get for trusting Pitchfork, I guess. Uh, I gave it like a 2 out of 10. I hated it. It was awful. Um, and 10,000 Gex by 100 Gex. Very bad. <laughs> I, I don't have a worst album. I just have one disappointing album. And I, I didn't hate it, but man, didn't like it that much. And that was uh, 72 Seasons by Metallica. Uh, <laughs> it's really disappointing for me because, I mean, Metallica's... It's like tied for my favorite band. It's really close to me. And yeah, this this new album's just, uh, I, I really hate the direction they're going in. Like this modern, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. It's just it's just too generic and like unmemorable. Um, not a single song, I don't remember a single song from it. So uh, yeah, it's really just disappointing coming from Metallica. It's it's hard to get disappointed because at this point it's just like, oh yeah, this is just like a new oh. Metallica album. Oh, you like you, it's what you've come to expect. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last album. The last album I really liked from them was probably the Black Album. Like, everything else since has been like... Oh, no way. Sorry. Not a single thing from the 2000, like, 21st century at all? What 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 is it? Death Magnetic was all right. That That's probably their best in the... I love That's Death probably Magnetic. their best in the past 20 years. Yeah. Uh, 72 seasons... Yeah, 72 seasons was all right as well. Like, there's a few really good songs in it, honestly, mm -hmm. but it's way too fucking long. It is so fucking long. It does not need to be that long. That's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I like Death Magnetic, though. It wasn't, like, super long. It was still, like, I don't know. I, I had a lot of memorable songs from that, but um, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, I liked, like, half of the songs, and the other half I didn't really like. It had some great songs, but it's just a lot of filler, too. And I feel like they took the style that I didn't like about that album and, like, made it into this entire album, kind of. Okay, the best albums... I know I'm not going to be the only one to mention this, but This Is Why by Paramore. We've talked right. about it a, a lot on this podcast, I feel like, at this point. It's a great album. Surprised me because I didn't, I, I've never been a huge Paramore fan. Utopia by Travis Scott, even though I personally, it, it's lower on like the Travis Scott end for me. Like, I don't think it's like his best. I still liked it quite a bit. Desire, I Want to Turn Into You. I know we all liked that by Caroline Polachek. Banger. Love that album. For All the Dogs by Drake. I gotta throw in For All the Dogs. People... <laughs> oh, come on. Dude, <laughs> I will live and die by my boy. I know, because a lot of people have been hating on this album, and I gotta stand up for it. It's a fun album. It's too long, though. It's too fucking long. That, similar to what you're saying about Metallica, this is Drake's new problem. Ever since 2016, with Views, ever since Views, his albums have been like... Has he dropped an album fucking shorter than 19 minutes in the past 10 years? <laughs> uh, yeah, in the past <laughs> 10 years, yeah. But um, probably not in the past, like, 8 or 7 years yeah so it's ever since like i said ever since 2016 all of his albums have kind of been way too long yeah i still liked it there's still a lot of fun to be had there's a lot of bangers on there listen to first person shooter that song is fucking it's a banger a great chaos by ken carson um i'm probably the only one that 
listen to this really weird album it's a really weird style of of rap or trap or whatever you want to call it it's super distorted and digital and kind of chaotic like the album name says i for some reason liked it but i would not blame people for calling it complete trash if they listen to it it's that kind of weird of an album like unaccessible and then the pink tape by lil uzi vert i guess i just listened to a lot of new rap albums i don't know <laughs> Uh, but I really, I actually liked the pink tape. I've only heard his Chop Suey cover. Oh, that that's album. like the worst song on this fucking album, too. <laughs> I thought it was, that's like the worst song. It was just like a cover over like a backing track of the, like, the original fucking song. It was weird. It was, it was just like, why did you do this? No, it is. It's, he's a really weird person. He's a, he makes weird decisions. Yet another album that I thought was kind of too long, though. I thought that album was too long, but... There was some, definitely some bangers. <clears throat> I remember seeing like a, a Facebook or a Twitter post from like Serge Tankian, who's the vocalist for System of a Down, just reposting the Luluzi cover. And he was like, I don't understand this, but hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, yeah, it's just straight up cover. It's like barely even switched up, to be honest. These are good. They're not like up to the level as those other albums I just mentioned. I liked that 10,000 Gex album that Liam hated. <laughs> I, I thought... Yeah, I so thought it was... I, I'm in the minority here. I don't love worry. that album. I don't know if you're... But I definitely see where no, you're coming from. I'm definitely from. in the minority. People love these guys and I just don't get it. I, I think I... Uh, I wasn't thrown off by their like overly quirkiness shit. Like I, I mean, I, I can see how they would come off like that. I don't know. It's unique to me. I haven't heard a lot of people like with their sound listen to the garden they do what they do but better that's not a fair comparison it is a fair comparison <laughs> they're completely different they're, they are very similar they have a lot of similarities there's two people oh my god fuck off i listened to the latest sparks album uh nothing is as good as it's they say it is you you that got was... that wrong on music board that's oh. not the name of the album the name of the album is um the girl is crying in her the latte. girl is crying in her latte. oh shit so i only rated the single that's what i yeah. did Oh, I gotta fix that. No, the the girl is crying in her latte or whatever you, whatever the album name is. Uh, That's the one. It was good. Yeah, Sparks is a you know I, I like a lot of their stuff, but I don't like a lot of their stuff. It's hit or miss, but yeah, it was good. Zig by Poppy. We can move on from that. We already talked about that, I guess. Zig by Poppy was my worst album of the year, but my second worst album of the year, by technicality, was the girl is crying in her latte. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It's probably my least favorite Sparks album at this point, honestly. Damn. Uh, and then my other, only other one was Memento Mori by Depeche Mode. For some reason, I listened through like all the Depeche Mode albums last year and ended with yeah their most recent one. Um, I, I like them. They're they're pretty good. I'm not really ranking any of these or anything. I don't even know what I would call my favorite album of 2023 right now. So. I'll just mention the ones I did like. Really loved Ugly by Slow Tie. I actually think it's his best album so far. Utopia by Travis Scott. The Fool by Jane. Chris Black, Changed My Life by Portugal the Man. I actually love that. I think it's their best so far. This Is Why by Paramore. Uh, yeah. Petro Dragonic Apocalypse by King Giz. Quest for Fire by Skrillex was actually quite good. The first one of his two albums. Uh, Desire Pathway by Screaming Females. I loved and it's very sad that they've broken up. Gonna miss them. Desire I Wanna Turn Into You by Caroline Polachek. We've already talked about that. Yeah, I guess the girl is crying in her latte by Sparks because <laughs> I, I did like it. It feels weird saying it because of how many album, albums they have, but like, yeah, it feels like their weirdest album to me. I don't know if anyone else feels that it's way. It's definitely one of their strangest, yeah. But it, it's it's all over the place. It's very messy. It is very messy, I but that I kind probably... of like that about it. And I like that a lot of the sounds are really different for them i think like as soon as i heard like the production on veronica lake i was just like 
What the fuck? <laughs> Veronica Lake is my favorite song off that album. That, that song really is good, awesome. Yeah. But, but then you get the title track and it's like almost noise. It's like fucking <laughs> Sparks doing noise music. It's so fucking weird. It, feel, it's just it like, feels kind of, I, kind I of similar this. to Little Beethoven, kind of. Yeah, just within the repetition and stuff. And like Little Beethoven really was a lot more orchestral, wasn't it? Like that was really orchestral yeah, but album. Yeah, it, it was like also a really repetitive album. That's I mean, yeah, yeah it, it is it is repetitive, but I just mean like the fucking you know the way it opens with those like fucking very harsh synthesizer noises. Yeah, fucking, yeah. I kind of like that like, though. What the I... fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Did you see the music video to that song? The one with Kate Blanchett. It's just yeah, the one with yeah. Kate. That yeah. makes it even weirder when you watch that music video. <laughs> it's just really weird, random. Yeah, I I have twenty three albums that I really really liked from last year, and oh. I'll just rattle off like the first thirteen or so, and then I these are ranked by the way because I'm a fucking freak for ranking things. So yeah, twenty three we've got uh, BB Angel by Tanash, I like that album a lot. Uh, the Gray in Between by Jerome's Dream, uh, Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. The Land is uh, Inhospitable and So Are We by Mitski. My Back Was a Bridge for You to Cross by Anoni and the Johnsons. Fucking tongue twister of a title. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo Maps by Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal Probably one of my favourite rap albums of the year Love that album uh, 3D Country by Geese uh, Ontological Mysterium by Horrendous Fucking Girl with Fish by Feeble Little Horse The Record by Boy Genius But Here We Are by Foo Fighters And Live at Bush Hall by Black Country New Road So that's 23 to 11 And my top 10 is yeah, similar to some of your guys actually as well. So, attend Petrodragonic Apocalypse. I'm not saying the full fucking title by King Giz. <laughs> Go and say it. <laughs> Petrodragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night and Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. There we go. <laughs> it is a banger. Whenever Giz does like a full metal album, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. This was fucking amazing. There's like very little downtime on it. It's so fucking it's so intense, it's so heavy, it's so fucking textured and beautiful i love it fucking love motor spirit that shit is so good i don't think there's a track i don't like well yeah it's, it's like all just like one, consistent oh, they all look keep listening yeah. to it. it's so fucking good number nine uh did you know there's no there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard by lana del rey i really really loved it it's like the first lana del rey album that i've been like this is fucking this is great i finally see you know the talent that she has to offer and i thought it was it was great i really wish i liked it more yeah and i know liam isn't huge on it but i i found a lot to really fucking dig into on i, I, I think, think i might like it more on re-listen but the other night i was like re-listening to um paris texas from that album and i started crying <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry it, it is like a deeply personal album like it is raw as fuck yeah but like there's a lot of great tracks on it like it is very long but i didn't feel the length personally like there's there's a lot of tracks I like kintsugi I think it's a really personal album and I like that and it has like its own atmosphere to it too. The album feels like it's album cover and I love albums like that. Like I know it's just like a close up on her face and it's black and white or whatever but I, I, I get the vibes of it. I get the vibes of it. Mm. Oh yeah, there's like tracks like Kintsugi, Candy Necklace, A&W is fucking... I love that song so like much. It. It's fantastic. I, I really didn't like that song. I don't know what everyone else is thinking. <laughs> I, th I think it's fucking fantastic. It's I, I love the switch up at the end. I just it's, thought that switch up it's was great. so like cringe and out of nowhere. I was like why another deeply personal album that made me cry actually was javelin by sufian stevens which is like a crow looked at me but for 2023 because it's about you know sufian stevens uh, partner who passed away i think in 2022 or 2021 oh. but it's more hopeful than a crow looks at me let's say a lot of very deep intimate elements about it 
and especially with how it talks about like the relationship i found it very fucking emotional and very honest and raw and i thought it was great i love that album so much seven we've got ten thousand gex by a hundred gex i think it is fucking really cool i love it i love it so much fun i will say i don't blame you for doritos and fritos that song is really good oh the fucking intro is oh it's so cool and number seven we have everything harmony by the lemon twigs which is gorgeous it is so much it's so much fun it's so cute i love the songwriting on it the melodies are all fucking they're top notch and it's just catchy as hell and yeah i would highly recommend that album it's very very fucking good uh number five we have hell mode by jeff rosenstock i love it i love jeff rosenstock i'm seeing him in like two weeks i think but like fucking i can't wait to see him love that album he's one of the most consistent punk uh, artists working today it could go up higher on the list with more re-listens because everything i got out of it it stuck with me it's really stuck with me a lot it's very it's very catchy it's probably his most hopeful album but it's also kind of about like you know growing older and like how shit that can be but it's also like hey we can do this that sort of thing mm. but yeah it's great number four desire i want to turn into you caroline polachek we've talked about it already fucking fantastic album one of the best produced pop albums i've heard in so long songwriting's fantastic i love the lyrics on it number three uh we're still here by the hers collective which is probably the most fucking intense album i've heard last year it's half an hour of just pure grindcore fucking goodness i i, I love it i listen i listened to it again today and it just it hits and it's just, it's an easy well it's an easy for me listen because i'm a freak who likes loud music but it's fucking great uh number two dog's body by model actress probably one of the most unique albums i've heard all year can't get enough of it and i can't fucking wait for them to put out another album i want to see what they do next so badly it's fucking it's phenomenal and yeah number one this is why paramore no surprise <laughs> i've listened to it 21 fucking times it's great can't say enough good things about it best album of the year Hell best yeah. album of all time oh god i re-listened to it today and still good i also re-listened to it, to it today of course you did as he does every day <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily ritual i if and if there's any of those albums that surprised you guys like what was the most surprising album because i had one that i didn't even mention so far uh but it was good uh the most surprising album of the year for me was let's start here by lil yachty i've heard the first track from that it was awesome i really want to listen Dude, to that it's i call it surprising because i've never been a lil yachty fan i always found his voice kind of grading I, I his style of rap and trap and whatever so the fact that like a rap artist i didn't really like dropped like an actually good like psychedelic rock album out of nowhere it's just really surprising and it surprised a lot of people so like i wish he would make more music like this and not like the rap music that he's kind of going back to so like i said i've only heard the first track but like it's surprising that it's it is surprising that it's good like yeah that first track is made like the black seminal yeah, i think it's called black seminal that track is fucking oh it's so good yeah it is fantastic and there's a even lot. his auto-tuned voice works really fucking well with the psychedelic elements of the track it it's does. really fucking good i really want to listen to the album it does and it really stays that good throughout in my opinion so yeah you definitely should give it a shot yeah for 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 me my most surprising album of the year was guts by olivia rodrigo i really <laughs> like that album because <laughs> you, you didn't, didn't know if you'd it, like but it i liked it yeah I, li I like guts a lot i think it's a good album shut up i don't care i it's like so it bad. i i guess like the only two like surprising ones for me would probably be it'd have to be scarlet by doja cat oh yeah because i didn't mm -hmm. expect to like it at all and ugly by slow tie with his first two albums they're like good and everything but they didn't really have much of like a theme or flow for me that like really grabbed me 
but this one mm. really did because it was a lot more like personal and I just loved the lyrics and the production. I thought it was awesome. Was there any 2023 album releases that you did not get a chance to listen to that you wanted to? Because I only have two that I, I wrote so down. So many, that I, we did not have the time. <laughs> one big one for me, I really did want to listen to Scaring the Hose by Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. Really wanted to listen to that. I'm, I'm not going to name all the ones I want to fucking listen to, but the ones that I'd be most excited to hear were like the new Sprain album, The Lamb is as Effigy, which I've heard is fucking amazing. The new Liliati I really want to listen to. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Census Designated by Jane Remover. I've had that recommended to me by a couple of people. I've heard that's fucking great. Uh, the new King Cruel, the new fucking... Yeah, the new Slothai. And yeah. the new Slow Dive <laughs> as well, George Clanton. Lots of stuff. The new King Gizzard. I had King Giz in my top 10. There's still another fucking one I have to listen to. <laughs> HMLTD, Shoo Shoo, PJ Harvey, Young Fathers, AJJ, One of Tricks Might Never. There's lots. There's so much music. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Pretty much same, but the only ones like for me that you didn't already name would be The Streets and Stephen Wilson. For the final thing in our music section... What were some favorite albums, if you put any down, that were first-time listens for you last year that didn't have to be 2023 releases? Oh, I narrowed it down to just... I know, I, I already have. <laughs> I kind of have a long list, too. Yeah, I, I, I can just rattle mine off there since sure. I have a pretty short list, but there are ones that I did really love and have stuck with me quite a bit. Uh, Pang by Caroline Pol. This is ranked, by the way, because, yeah, <laughs> I'm... Re- I rank shit oh like God. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, so 10, Pang by Caroline Polacek. I like Desire a lot more, but Pang is, it's great. High Risk Behavior by The Chats. Uh, they're really, really fucking, just a really solid punk band. Very va- basic punk, but they do it very, very fucking well. Because I'm Young and Arrogant and Hate Everything You Stand For by Machine Girl, which is probably one of the more out there albums I heard last year. It's very all over the place and very, it has like breakbeat beats and shit like that. It's fucking great. I really, really liked it. It's very ADHD music, but whatever loved it (laughs) chloe in the next 20th century by father john misty i didn't expect to like it i ended up really loving it i loved the direction he went on it and a lot of the songs really stuck with me yeah so number six uh science fiction by uncle which liam recommended to me i fucking love that album it's It's so great it's great (laughs) and dynamic and the features are all fucking stellar there's like features from fucking tom york there's features from fucking i think it's um which beastie boy is it one of the beastie boys anyway there's lots lots of fucking great features on it but it's a very very worthwhile album i really enjoyed it a lot scream but bloody gore by death which i talked about earlier in this episode definitely one of the more essential albums i listened to last year especially in its context of metal music i thought it was fucking fantastic a uh, new romantic by yukihiro Tak- takahashi a fucking great electronic album i really fucking love that he's a member of ymo mm. that's their fucking initials i can't remember the fucking <laughs> full name of the band but you know there's Ryuichi Sakamoto was in the band as well but fucking electronic music pioneers they're fucking great New Romantic is a fantastic album I'd highly recommend everyone listen to it it's fucking great number three Songs About Leaving by Caris is Weird I've talked about it on one of the last episodes I loved it very sad very fucking slow Uh, my second favourite well third favourite I suppose um, non-2023 album I listened to last year was Brighten the Corners by Pavement which is a blind spot in my music knowledge that I finally got crossed off i listened to that one pavement album but i want to listen to the rest of the discography because that album just gave me everything i fucking wanted i love that album it's such great indie rock if you like 90s indie rock you've probably already listened to pavement but if you haven't listen to them and joint for my number one we have carnage by nick haven warren ellis and ghosting by nick haven the bad seeds (laughs) 
Um, I can't separate them because I give them both five stars and I both fuck- I love them both so fucking much. They're completely different vibes, like, Carnage is quite- they're both great. I don't know- I'm not gonna fucking go in depth on them, <laughs> but they're both different vibes. Carnage is quite weird, Ghostine is very beautiful. Love them both. Liam got me Carnage for my birthday. Thank you very much, Liam. <laughs> I love that album. No the best album I heard last year. <laughs> I'm very happy to own it. Uh, I'll try not to take up too much time. There's just a long list that I have to try and just eyeball my way through. Waiting for the World by Wayward was a really good electronic album I discovered. Uh, Mutations by Beck I liked. Mm. Double Vanity by Broncho I liked. Uh, the first two Fred Again albums I really liked. Sea Change by Beck. Diamond yeah. Life by Sade or Sade. I don't know. I don't know how to say her name. Sade. Sade. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did like the first Deftones album, Adrenaline. I thought that was quite good. Not perfect or anything, but it was enjoyable. I, I want to try and get into them, but I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can get into the whole moaning rock type thing. That's all I've uh, heard from them. Do it for the guy's voice alone. Like just hearing his voice on a few songs. I like his voice is just I, so fucking. That's a unique way of describing Deftones. Thank you. <laughs> what moaning rock? <laughs> moaning rock. It's, but it, that's. I mean, to me, maybe that's only. I saw actually saw them live when they opened for Guns and Roses, and I didn't even know it was them oh shit yeah i i saw that was in 2018 then uh, apparently deft i didn't even know who deftones were when i went and saw guns and roses in 2018 and then i later realized oh that was deftones i didn't because in the moment i was like these guys suck and then but now i gotta go back and listen now to so, to redeem myself if anything that would have been the thing to go for for guns and roses <laughs> Uh, and maybe now, for me now, but like then, no, I was like all into that. There was also 30 Seconds to Mars, like the debut album by them. I actually did like that quite a bit. Pretty good. Little Earthquakes by Tori Amos, I really liked. Control by SZA, I have no idea how you're supposed to say her name, honestly. Oh, SZA? SZA. Yeah. SZA. And Biba Doobie's first album. It's called Fake It Flowers. It was really oh. interesting. Kind of expected it, expected it to be more like R&B, soul, kind of just chilled out but like it became more like rock the more it went on and i really liked it the hurting by tears for fears was really good down and out in paris and london by autocrats was a really good album and great for a debut late show by the beaches i really liked too yeah that's probably it nice i, I want to listen to control yeah. by scissor that, that was one that i've been wanting to listen to it's really good uh, the song prom yeah. is really good i love that song that that Kill Bill song is a fucking banger. I love that song. <laughs> That's one of my most played songs. I, gotta now. Listen I love to that song. song. That song is awesome. It's so catchy. It nice. It just gets stuck in my head at random moments. Same. <laughs> a little list here, but I, I'm probably not going to talk in depth about them or anything, but if you want to jump in to say something, you can. Two albums by David Bowie, Young Americans and Let's Dance. Love Young Americans. Yeah. Not Let's Dance? That's a great album. The, the hits are great, but like the, yeah. the deep cuts in that album, they just don't do it for me. I just love like, not only Let's Dance, but like China Girl, I think it's what it's called. I love that song so China much. Girl's awesome. I love China, I love Girl. China Girl. It's a classic. It's so good. Uh, Hot Rats by Frank Zappa. Fucking oh yeah! I, I saw um, that you one of my favorite albums of all time. It's so good. It's one of my favorite albums. I adore it. <sighs> yeah, it's amazing. I, I was listening to that on repeat like a lot. Ten by Pearl Jam. I finally listened to from front to back. Like I've only heard the biggest hits off of it, but I love Pearl Jam. If Deftones is moan rock, then fucking Pearl Jam is like Pearl Jam is like fucking mumble. I was about rock. to say it's like mumble rock, but I kind of <laughs> like it for that. I like how meme worthy and like goofy it is. You know, like I love I love Come Ten. To I think that's a they great all album. love them over here. Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just find it hard to not love Pearl Jam. I just find it hard to not love that style. It's just... They're a fun band. Yeah, they're really fun. Have, have, have you ever seen the clips of, like, Eddie Vedder just, like, climbing the scaffolding like, during concerts and shit? No. No, I haven't the seen The man Eddie. is like a monkey. Really? Uh, Number One in Heaven by Sparks, which is oh, easily yeah. my favorite Sparks album. Uh, Nothing But the Best by Frank Sinatra and My Way by Frank Sinatra. Listen through some... Sinatra for some reason. It's just a fucking yeah, vibe. I love Frank Sinatra. Uh, Invisible Touch by Genesis. 444 by Jay-Z was a nice surprise. I actually liked it. That's a great album. Yeah, it was really good. I think that was on my 20-whatever-year come-out list. Uh, Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, Take the Heat Off Me by Boney M. The self-titled album from LCD Sound System. Fucking love Ooh, that yes. album. Yeah, along with like uh, the rest of his albums. I mean, I liked them all, but that that one specifically I think I liked the most. Uh, three Depeche Mode albums, Music for Matt, Music for the Masses, A Broken Frame, and Speak and Spell. I, all re- I really liked I think that was like their first three albums too. I only, I, I did listen to Speak and Spell last year, um, mm. their first one. I didn't really like it that much. I don't know mm. why. I, I just mm. kind of felt like it was really repetitive after a while. But I hope I like the rest bit. of that stuff because I've heard some like tracks from later albums and they sound like mm-hmm. they'd be right up my alley. So I, I wouldn't compare them to Sparks, but in the in the way that like I feel like there's a an era for like everybody type thing. Like they keep the same kind of sound, but like. They definitely switch things up enough to where um, you'll probably find something you like. Yeah, and then two black MIDI albums, Hellfire and Cavalcade, I think. Oh, the two worst ones. Oh, well. Hey, fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I loved them. I thought Cavalcade is the worst one, but it's still great. Yeah, I really liked those. Their first is Uh, the best. It might be the best. Hellfire is the best, actually. It's so good. Oh, and then uh, lastly, um, all of the Bloodhound Gang albums. I listened through all. Oh god! <laughs> All of their, their albums: Hard Off, One Fierce Beer Coaster, Hefty Fine, and Hooray for Boobies. I fucking Fuck love yeah, them. Let's go. I think they're so funny. I think they're fun. I think it's so dated, but it's hilarious. And I just think it's the most fun band for me. Like I just have so much fun listening to them. And genuinely good instrumentals and like genuinely good music. If you're ignoring the cringy lyrics and stuff, but even the cringy <laughs> lyrics are fun. So I, I love them. A YouTube channel I like did like a guessing game, like where you had to guess whether or not a lyric was from a Blood Bloodhound Gang song or a Marilyn Manson song. Yeah, Red, Red Letter Media. Quite difficult. You're thinking Red Letter. Yeah, I, yeah. I love Red Letter Media. Yeah. yeah, I watched that too. That was hilarious. It was pretty easy to tell though. Like, I mean, I feel like you can tell when it's a ah, Bloodhound Gang. Sometimes. So uh, I guess I mean I'm assuming the last category can be games. We can get through some games if we want before we. My game is Apex. That's all you need to know. Apex and I just Cyberpunk. Grind like, at Apex right? all the time. Yeah, I finished Cyberpunk. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it, though, really. So these were 2023 games, but I beat the Resident Evil 4 remake. I finally beat it. So much fun. It was just a great survival horror game. Uh, out of the two survival horror games that came out last year with Dead Space and then Resident Evil 4, I thought Resident Evil 4 was the way better one. Both remakes of older games. Both remakes, yeah. Both re- That's, that's great. a good point. I mean, Dead Space is good. Don't get me wrong. That's another one that I'll mention. Like, I finished that. That was a good game. But Resident Evil 4, that I can see why people consider it one of the great horror games of all time, I guess. Resident Evil 4 Remake is by far my favorite game this year. It's fucking awesome. I'm glad that they made it in a way that you can still go back and play the original and get something different, while also respecting what made the original great. 
and so much fun. Mm. But they just expanded on like the great elements of that. Like the first, the original is like very campy, and I like the gunplay in that. I like that you're just like stuck to one location when you're aiming, and you're just fucking aiming that tr- the you know the stick around. I, I like that gameplay. It makes it a bit more intense. Mm-hmm. They did do well to get that intensity back for the remake, and ultimately the remake is the better version. I think it's just phenomenal work. It is. I love Resident Evil Four. It's an amazing. It was it was really incredible. Very little negative to say about it. There was a time in while I was playing where I was like, this is getting a bit repetitive. Like, how many times do I have to get lost from Ashley and then rescue her again? I feel like it happens like five times. You know, and, and also yeah, the that's length. that's just a problem with the original game. Yeah, and then also the length. I, honestly, I feel like it could have been like a chapter or two shorter. It could have cut out a couple chapters, to be honest. But other than that, I'd get, I mean, it's a near perfect game. I mean, I have not finished this and I'm honestly not far into it at all, but I started uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which came out last year. Um, I can already I tell, I can already tell it's an improvement on the first game. Like in terms of just some gameplay stuff, like I can already tell and, and some customizable stuff too. Expanding upon what I love about the first game, which I thought was really good too. The last 2023 release that I'm currently playing, uh, Mortal Kombat 1, I'm fucking loving it. I love Mortal Kombat. I've loved pretty much all their games, but I can already tell this is like their best game in years. And yeah, I, I'm having a lot of fun playing the online, getting through the story mode. Uh, yeah, it's just fun trying to get good with the, the combos and the fucking characters and all that. I, I don't have very many, but I'll just listen list the more, more notable ones. Like like I said, uh, Resident Evil 4, probably my favorite game of 2023. Fucking fantastic game. I love, that, love it so much. I, I haven't split these up by 2023 and older, by the way, so this is just going to be... Mm. Actually, all these games are from the past like two or three years, so oh, okay. it doesn't matter um the ones i know that are from 2023 anyway um armored core 6 i put a decent i haven't finished it yet but i put a decent bit of time into it and i really fucking love it i think it's a fucking really really fun it's by the developers of dark souls uh, from software mm. <clears throat> it's completely different to dark souls where it- it's more about fast-paced combat rather than like more like defensive combat which like dark souls very much is but it's a very fun game you can customize your mech whatever way you want even if you want to like a fucking even jelly and mech you can do that they're very addictive quite difficult Difficult as well as to be expected from from software love that game another one i started inscription which is like a, a horror it's a horror card game which feels weird to say I've but it is quite it looks unsettling it's strangely addictive it's very fun like it's a roguelike so it's you can't really finish it well i suppose it probably is an ending but i haven't gotten to it yet but it is a lot of fun then there's baller's gate 3 one game of the year everyone loves it i agree it's fantastic i'm nowhere near done finished with it i barely fucking scratched the surface with it even but it's worth all the hype it's fucking fantastic the last game from 2023 well inscription wasn't 2023 it came out a while ago but whatever the last game i put a decent bit of time into is robocop rogue city which is fucking awesome i love it it's so fun it's so much fun like you can go around and give fucking people parking tickets like hell yeah this is what i want to do as robocop it's great the shooting is fun like they got back all the old voice actors i think they got karen allen to do what's her name they got peter weller to do robocop which is great he sounds old as fuck but it works um it's a fun game it's goofy if you like robocop you like robocop rogue city it's a solid little game which is rare for like a licensed game neon white overall is probably my favorite game i played 
played all this year. It is so addictive. It is everything I want from a game. Apart from the story being fucking dog shit, the story is awful. But the gameplay loop is so addictive. It's all about movement. It's all about... It's a, it's basically puzzle platformer first person shooter that also serves as a speedrunning game. It's easy to understand. It's very addictive. I love Neon White. I fucking put so much time into that. And Cyberpunk, um, I finished that finally this year. Um, fucking great game, especially now with all the updates and shit. I still want to put time into Phantom Liberty. Cyberpunk as it is, great game. And the final one, which I mentioned, which I started in 2023, but on the way to finishing it, it's the game, you know, it's the game I'm playing right now. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I did not expect to like too much. Um, I've always wanted to get into the Yakuza games, but really Yakuza fun. Like a Dragon is the only- Yakuza Like a Dragon is the only one that I was like, nah, I'll give that one a miss. But for some reason, I bought it during the Steam Winter Sale. And the main turn-off for me was turn-based combat. I fucking hate turn-based mm. combat. But I've put 30 hours into Yakuza Like a Dragon, and it's probably on my way to- on its way to becoming, like, one of my favorite games of all time. It's so much fun. I don't even know how to begin to describe it. It's very goofy. It's very silly but it also takes itself seriously but not in an obnoxious way mm. it takes its goofiness seriously which is what makes it fun it's f not fun when you fucking try to be like oh yeah isn't that so goofy but they just don't draw attention to it it's just like yeah this is in the fucking universe <laughs> get fucking get over it but yeah it's a lot of fun um, even to people who don't like turn-based combat, I'd say give it a chance because it changed my mind on turn-based combat. It's actually a lot of fun. And yeah, I look forward to eventually beating it. It's like a hundred hour long game, but I'm fucking in it. I love it. I'm surprised you didn't mention Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it hasn't really stuck with me. Oh, really? Um, I liked it. Oh. Yeah, but it's... It's, it's just kind of like a, yeah, I played that. Yeah. I had fun. The combat's good. I have no drive to go back to it, really. Mm, yeah, I feel like that's how I'll feel, to be honest. I mean, I look forward to it, but I don't know. In the moment, it's a very fun game, but there's nothing overly memorable about it. It's just more Spider-Man, mm. and I'm fine with that, but I just wish there was something more to it. Oh, yeah, I guess I played Miles Morales. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> these are the non-2023 games. I already played through some of these, but I played through them all again. Like, from front to back, I played through all three of the Hitman games from IO Interactive or Square, Cynics, whoever did them. Very fun games. Played one and a half. I played two. A lot of stealth games, you know, from Assassin's Creed to Metal Gear Solid and stuff. But, like, out of all the stealth games I've played, this is, like, the best. This is... I just love the amount of player freedom that there is. Like, you have you can there's like endless ways to go about doing what you're doing i just love the creativity and like the kind of sandbox game nature of it um and it's just so much fun and that allows for like a lot of replayability like i can just go back on a whim and just like play any of the levels and it's just it gets so much more fun uh if i was to rank them i think like hitman 2 is probably my favorite then hitman 1 then hitman 3 but they're all still fucking top notch i love them did you ever play blood money i know i've watched i've watched blood money but i've never played it yeah and then uh I did. I started playing Doom 2016. Uh, fuck, oh, fuck man, yeah. dude, that's one of the most fun shooters I've ever played. For a game that came out in 2016, the graphics still. I'm playing it on the PS5, and the graphics still look better than some of the games that even come out now. And yeah, I can't wait to play more of that. And then a couple more, Heavy Rain and Elden Ring, I've also started last year, but I need to pick up with both of them. Before we get on to listener questions, yeah, then we can just talk about the the podcast in 2023, I guess. Uh, well, it was good until we let Keelan in here. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. It's kind of been downhill. <laughs> Just about to say that was obviously the biggest change that we had in 2023. Pick a pick a least favorite and favorite from your episodes. You know, I'll do one favorite from both eras. Both eras. Because <laughs> I probably listened to pre Keelan and post Keelan era. I really like I really like the Bo Raid discussion that you guys had. I, I like that one a lot. That episode is It was, was fun. really good. I like I like that too. one. Yeah. Local Bo meets his hero. That's my favorite pre me episode. <laughs> <laughs> And then of, of of the ones that I was actually in, I, I really liked doing Murder, Ghosts, and video, videotapes. Yeah. The Halloween yeah. one. Mm. Good. Yeah, that uh, was good. That, that one was a lot of fun. What's your least favorite? Um, ju- just on a person, I think it, it turned out to be a good episode, but a personal standpoint, probably the Christopher Nolan episode, because I just wanted to... I, I, I wish I just went and rewatched more, so I'd have more to say about some of the films we talked about in terms of my like least favorites i don't think any of these episodes are like bad by any means it's just like what i think was like maybe the least memorable for me uh the bright idea episode i kind of fucked up on that one that was too much i'm so glad that we do that stuff at the the, at the beginning of the episode now it was probably fun in the t- you know in the moment discussing all that stuff but like it's it, you know not having like a central thing really makes me kind of forget like the identity of the episode type thing you know yeah it's, like it you doesn't know really have much there chanwick chats was yeah. fun the whale zone was fun i really liked talking about the whale the Shyamalan episode was definitely fun i i love talking about Shyamalan and ranking his movies and all that if i if i picked a least favorite it would be wing chun chaos and regret because the regret is on my part oh yeah yeah i suppose <laughs> i i feel yeah. like i just have to go with that one i think it's the most viewed one from this year though is it's it on youtube yeah i don't care why <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the best ones from the ones with Keelan, I think, is Happy Weebs. I did like that quite a lot. I enjoyed the Scorsese one as well. I was about to say, the the Miyazaki and Scorsese were were both really good. I did love the Christmas one. I thought that turned out really well. Galactic Gallivanting is awesome. We had some really good ones. Like, the podcast has been getting, like, a lot better. I do like Across the Speed Force. I thought it was a good episode, despite my (laughs) opinions not, you know, being the best. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I didn't like The Flash nearly as much, so I can't remember how that discussion really went. The last time... Don't buy grass from the sun from glass was just funny. <laughs> the fact that you had to watch that talking about the original is funny. Yeah, so I don't know. The overall, like good episodes, and I like all the artwork too. Like, do you have a favorite artwork out of that year? Probably Murder Ghosts and Videotapes. Yeah, that is a really good one. I also really like the Last House and Left one. That's really cool. That is kind of cool. The Whale Zone. There was no literal whale in the movie. Why are you looking at a whale? <laughs> I think Galactic Gallivanting is one of the best ones. Oh, that was a really good one. That actually. It's it was really, really good. good. I really like the sad weebs just because it looks like it's straight out of uh, <laughs> yeah. one of his movies. I love the Park Chan Wook one. Yeah, that's really good too. And the Bo is Afraid one, of course, too. The Wing Chun one. They're all fucking good. Thank you, Manu. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Let's get on to listener questions. From films around the world, what films are you guys excited to check out in 2024? I can't wait for uh, Robert Eggers' new movie, Nosferatu. Dune 2? Eh, I'm yeah, excited for yeah. Dune 2 more now. <laughs> <laughs> the new Alex Garland film I'm really excited for. What? Oh yeah, the Civil War movie. Bong Joon-ho's new movie, Mickey 17. It's Robert Pattinson. F- Furiosa, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Challengers, I'm looking forward to. Love's li- Love Lies Bleeding. Yeah, Love really Lies Bleeding. To that. The, fucking... yeah, that the new Coen Brothers. The new Coen. <laughs> the new Coen. I think... I think um, Drive Away Dolls is Ethan Cohen. I think. Hmm. Paddington Three. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, Are they doing it? I hope. I hope it is. I hope it isn't shit. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Don't worry. 
I'm optimistic for Terrifier 3. Oh, I hope that's shit. Good. I can't wait for that. Never mind. I forgot that was coming out. I mean, after Terrifier 2, I don't know how you can't be excited for that. I, I'm just worried that it's going to be two and a half hours again. Like, just keep the fucking brutality of Terrifier 2. Keep the length of Terrifier 1. Yeah. There we go. That's a fucking movie right there. I don't mind the length in Terrifier 2, but I, I get it, I guess. It's too fucking long. <laughs> it felt like a slasher epic, like a big slasher, like, you know? <laughs> Terrifier 1's way too short, though. That movie's, like, not even an hour ten minutes, it feels like. That's, like, an hour. Terrifier 2 does have one of the best kills I've ever seen in a horror movie, though, so. It had a that's lot something. of the best kills. I mean, a lot of great kills, for sure. I mean, specific. I I guess you can tell which one I'm talking about. That one was fucking sick. Bedroom scene. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely the memorable moment for sure. We we hype we hype for Argyle. Oh fuck Argyle! You looking forward to Argyle, boys? What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrible. Oh, the new Matthew Vaughn film. It looks awful. Oh shit! Yeah, whatever. Matthew Vaughn and Guy, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, no, David Leach, not Guy Ritchie. Sorry, not Guy Ritchie. David, David Leach. Leach. The Fall Guy movie. I did watch the trailer. Yeah, you're right. It kind of looks oh, like oh. a messy piece of shit. I I hope it proves me wrong. But after Bullet Train, I'm like, this is just gonna be another cringe, another cringe action movie. There's also a whole trilogy of the Strangers movies coming out this year. I keep forgetting that's happening. Oh shit, that's weird. They're releasing three Strangers movies. So random <laughs> this year. But hey, I, I give me more horror. I guess let's hope it's good. I don't know. I mean, I didn't <sighs> I love the it. first movie by any means, but from Campo dot reviews, best and worst movies of the year get with specific with genres. I guess we already talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go back yeah. and listen. Uh, then also from Anton underscore Kino Love, your favorite film of 2023. <laughs> I guess we can, I'll just repeat it. I think The Holdovers at the moment is still my favorite, probably. The Holdovers. Holdovers. I have yeah. like no idea. Yeah, Bo, Bo is afraid. Bo is afraid. We'll just say Bo's Bo is afraid. afraid. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Or John Wick 4, one of them. <laughs> nice. Uh, movies that don't suck. What movie surprised you the most? Shit, what did I say for that? For the most surprising movie? Oh, yeah, I did say it. I, I, I said Barbie. Oh, Barbie surprised me. Oh, yeah. Um, my mo- yeah. Oh, yeah, my most surprising was Saw X, because I thought it was going to be bad. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. That surprised me. From All Right So Reviews, he asked two questions. Uh, most and least anticipated 2024 releases. Never mind, we just talked about it. Uh, <laughs> and Oscar predictions. Uh, Killian Murphy. Yes, give Killian <laughs> no, Murphy. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. You know Paul what? Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's I, not gonna win. <laughs> no, but after watching, he Hold fucking Overs, should. He should. I, I actually agree with Keelan. As much I thought, Killing Murphy was great, but Paul Giamatti deserves it. And you know, and yeah, give Zac Efron a fucking nomination, dude. Watch Iron Claw and give him a nomination because it's amazing. That'd be nice to see. That'd be great to see. He deserves it. If there's something I would really like to see, it would be Glenn Howerton getting a nomination for Blackberry, but that won't happen. No. Yeah, probably won't. <laughs> he is phenomenal in that. Um, Tobin Bell for best leading actor. That's my prediction. Saw X for best picture. What? I'm gonna guess that Across the Spider Verse would win best animated. I would have to think. Without a fucking probably. doubt. Like, what? What other animated film come out this year? Wish? Are you gonna give fucking best animated film <laughs> to might. Wish? Get the. There was Wish. Here. There was Elemental. There was that Teenage Boy in the Heron. Ninja Turtles movie. Boy in the Heron. Yeah, that, that has a Do, chance. Oh, Boy in the Heron. Do Boy in the Heron. I think Across I, the Spider Verse would probably win. 
like they gave into the Spider Verse and Oscars for, for that. So I think they should give Boy in the Hair and a win just because who knows how many more movies how Miyazaki has in him. You know, that's like, not give an excuse fucking... to give someone wins. But it's still, but but I think the movie is also good enough to where it does deserve it. Honestly, mm-hmm. so it's a, kind of both. Um, all right, and last question. That's an interesting username. Uh, Bryn Bryn's world. Brian's world. He asked New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I don't. I don't really call mine resolutions. I just try and make like goals for the year. But like, just to my main goal is just to build my savings account back up and like get still keep going to the gym. Just the money and fitness thing. I just want to really get better at that. Um, that's the main thing, honestly. I would like to try and dedicate myself more to my own content as well as this podcast that's a resolution mm. but um, oh yeah it's just hard to do it right now with everything going on so like once i'm moved over and can settle in a little bit then i'll get back to it yeah yeah and read more i i do want to actually read more uh like a book a month if i could do a book a month then i'll be happy i will read all of the big religious texts <laughs> read the bible read the quran read the, fucking... the quran read the fucking torah yeah Last Temptation of Christ script. <laughs> who's who's recommending the next topic? Uh, I believe it's me. I thought about doing something a little bit different. I don't know how up for it you guys would be, but hopefully you are. I was thinking of doing a discography, and it's a discography that neither of you have heard, I believe. It's six albums, but I think we can get that done. Like, that's a reasonable number, I think. Sure, six, um, yeah. And the artist is Flying Lotus. <laughs> Yeah. So oh. he has six albums, 1983, Los Angeles, Cosmogramma, Until the Quiet Comes, You're Dead, and Flamagra. And he's one of my favorite artists, honestly. Like, I've loved him for quite a while. I think I got introduced to him when I was, like, maybe 15 or something like that. And I've just pretty much loved his music ever since. And I think he's one of the best, like, producers out there as well. He's really, really unique. That is a good recommendation. I'm excited for that. I'm glad. You can find me on uh everything under views by quinn just go to the link tree instagram letterbox all of that you can find me at movies music me on everything pretty much youtube letterbox everything else at the link tree check it out you can find me as only shallow on everything except goodreads because <laughs> i don't read it's in the link tree in the bio yes <laughs> i am actually on good Get on i am goodreads. i am actually on goodreads i'll say that much <laughs> why that's oh. a lie i think i I think I've only logged I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which is the last book I read, so... <laughs> and you ended your... You did end something. You ended your Goodreads. I did. Uh, reading. But I'm thinking of ending my Goodreads yeah. account. All right. <laughs> That's... Uh, Charlie shit. Kaufman hit us yeah. up. <laughs> All right, well... Cool. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New and Year. Peace out! Bitches!